So anyway, here's the map. Dumb map. Dumb map. That James's character ever has. His stolen map. Yep. So, just describing it, it's got the storm reaches, there's a lake called the Lake of Woe, and there's marks of various strongholds, there's the River Lan, some little notations of where various dangers and things are, and uh, a lot of mountains, and some other cryptic notations. Like this Z. It's not a Z. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, sh- the shaft. Like of the, the strange language. Yeah. yeah. That's more decorative than anything else. But well, you know we're going to try to decipher. Yeah, I know you're going to try to decipher. <laughs> something, something, something pie. <laughs> um, something, something pie. It's not that something. I like to eat pie, pie. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So I like right. strawberry pie and lemon pie. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to read aloud what's on the map so that the people at home can. Well, I'm trying to decipher this one now, which is a, a mountain deep in the mountain range that says the caverns of. So can. That's the so can't. That's the place that your guys are. T S O J K C A N T H. Yes. Okay. The, Do you remember that the, it's a, actually it's an old T S R module from the eighties, the Lost Caverns of SoCan. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I found a PDF for it. I was like, hey, I could adapt this, and it would save me a lot of work. <laughs> Evidently, we're supposed to wear the woods. <laughs> Not wear the woods. Wear the woods. <laughs> Are these like beware? These the look woods. like standing stones, like they were in the Feywood. Ooh, they do, don't they? Yeah. That's. I was actually going to say almost exactly the same thing. And there's a dragon's gate. I don't like the whole combination. Dragon, <laughs> dragon gate. Dragon's gate, and then the Feywood thing. Werewood. That seems to Rare be a theme wood. now. <laughs> that was unintentional, actually, but I like it now, so now it's a theme. <laughs> we got an old elf road to Tor Embrick. Old elf road, of course. Of course. And then there's the, uh, the, elven, uh, the old elven. Uh, mm-hmm. The castle is much smaller than this one, though. That Tor. Eladra. Oh, is that a... Huh? E-L-A-D-R-A. No, that would be the one. Oh, you read that. That one, that is Tor Indradath. Indradath. I think we just need to go right up to the frozen waste. Elvish. (laughs) Go over the barrier peaks. Dragon Peak. Do, do, Do a little, you know, Lord of the Rings... Elvis Observatory. <laughs> there's a voice the Valley of the Drakes. There's a, there's a big dragon theme going on here. Well, I guess that makes sense. If it's we're in this is we're ice, in the mountains. This is the uh, Storm Elf uh, capital at one point. Yep. Who were known for having the white dragons on there, or the ice dragons, I should say. Right. White dragons. White dragons. Yeah. And then they had a falling out. Yep. 
which so, which really has me confused as to why would this ice dragon try to drum up something with Ilar? Well, I think that was. I mean, look at it at the timeline from her perspective. Was that obviously her egg got stolen, right? And then shortly after that, Ilar stumbles out of the woods and says he's looking for her egg to return it to her. And she's like, we'll get back in there and get it. And then, you know, he keeps showing up saying that he's going to bring it back. <laughs> Over the next... Yeah, but, but she only talks to him. Well, he was... Well, she's not going to talk to a, you know, a human. <laughs> or, you know, plus he's like, you know, he's, he's an elven noble. I'm okay. You think she's going to talk to the halfling apprentice? <laughs> or the vagabond cleric? <laughs> or the cashwa warrior? <laughs> I, it is going to need to be on yeah. the table. So oh, it's going to need to be on the table. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's already been this sort of when we viewed it. Mm-hmm. Oh. We stuck it out of here. <laughs> the author's memorized it, so we fit, fit, you know, you can't I, I assume that, that even though the map didn't exist until you know, just recently, you were still showing it to everybody. Uh, well, up until we made it back to the city, and yeah. I found out that somebody Chris. was yeah hunting it down. Since since your ILR is basically and the party is basically bankrolling this expedition for you, I'm sure <laughs> they would have wanted to see the map at some point. Oh yeah, I showed ILR when I first yeah. met him. We can split it up into six pieces. They yes okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough team. <laughs> So, um, it looks like Brian is actually, he came back for one episode, but it looks like he is uh, dropping from the game. He is dropping. Yes, but this time permanently. Yes. Something go wrong? He said that there were some conflicts that did not look like they would go away anytime soon. That's too bad. So, I didn't, but I didn't want to pry in my name, you know. Gotcha. And say, hey, so what's going on, man? Why can't you be? You know, and, uh, I do with Alex, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alex isn't here for to this session or the next session, and he's he Your says he's going to be missing me, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Huh? Or Alex's wife. Does Alex have a wife? Saver's wife. Oh, Saver's wife. Yeah. <laughs> we still have uh, the saver. I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think. Well, he says he's he's about killing his guy. Off. Yeah, he he's thinking of leaving the. Uh, game, but he sounded unsure about it in his email, so I just said, you know, I asked him, you know, you know what the problem was, and, and if, if, you know, if it's just as he may just be burned out on RPGs right now, because I know. Well, I know he's already beat Portal Two, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that took like a day. Yeah, which is very rare for a Valve game to be, you know, was that that game or, or, or whatever that but game I mean, was. But I actual uh, gameplay. That game he just got. It so. takes place like in less than a day. So. Oh, well, overall, yeah. But anyway, so um, if Alex and Brian both wind up dropping permanently, okay. then uh, I think we have room for another player because I would like to have um, six. I think six is a good number because then if somebody can't make it. If, even if two people can't make it out of six, four people is still enough to have a good game. Otherwise, you play Monopoly more. <laughs> well, we've played with three players before, and it works with three players. You know, yeah, and you could do more. You could do more like small vignettes and stuff, things yeah. like that. Yeah, it gets the dynamic is pretty interesting when you play that way too. So. Yeah. 
All right, so Pathfinder session. I've lost count. <laughs> I think it's 32. <laughs> ah, welcome back, everyone. Lovely to have you back. As you see, we have a map. Zerunal is still a rabbit, which is why this is on the table, apparently. They can't see up, up, up. Pop, 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 This is Zernal, everybody. Yeah. So when you talk to Zernal, please direct it to the rabbit on the table. I was tempted to actually bring my real rabbit. You have a real rabbit. We actually Not probably shouldn't Zernal, keep this though. too close to the recorder because it is, you know, really, really bad for the for the thing. So if anybody wants to examine the map, this is this is the quote unquote treasure map that leads to the lost caverns of Sokan. Rhiannon, my daughter, helped me put this together. So, anybody? She's quite adept. You can take it. Joel has a close look at it. I'll go through and point out what Rob did, everything else Rhiannon did. <laughs> and uh, let's see. In our last episode, the party um, fended off some people who were breaking into the High Temple in Lissus Port. Um, a glimpse was caught of a strange figure disappearing into a sewer who got away uh, stealing some holy oil or something of that nature from the tomb of a saint Um, and uh, then the party uh, moved on to the city of Akandra which is where you are now Um, we didn't give a lot of background on it last game but Akandra is the largest city in the colonies um, it's uh, as bustling a metropolis as one is likely to find on the continent. Uh, it sits at the estuary of the River Lan, which is quite wide at this point and you know, devolves into a, sort of a delta at the mouth of it. Uh, off in the distance, on the other side of the bay, uh, not really the bay, but on the other side of the harbor, you can make out the uh, tall, uh, looming form of Fang Rock upon which sits the infamous Fang Rock Prison, which I believe you learned about a little bit the last time you were here. Uh, upon arriving in Akandra, you were accosted by members of the uh, Genoa family who tried to shake you down for money. And uh, it, didn't it did not work because uh, ILR stood up and was ready to, to throw down right there in the inn. But he, uh, he did have backup. <laughs> Yeah, you were all there, Karnak and Edwards. Natural twenty intimidation. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then a member of another family uh, showed up, um, a young fellow named Nero, and he introduced you to members of the Genoar family who, uh, not Gen- no, not uh, the, um, what is it, the Gandor family, who, um, yes, I watched Bakken recently, I'm sorry. So, yes, he introduced you to the uh, members of the Gandor family uh, who agreed to sponsor you for some money? So it was gentler shakedown. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't really a shakedown. It was just yeah. a. It was a negotiation. Yeah. And uh, so now you be. are uh, ILR, and you guys, as his vassals in the eyes of the law, are under the protection of Lord Lucas Gander. And you. Uh, when you're walking around, if you want to be armed out and about, you need to have your livery on, which uh, you guys had made. ILR's livery being bright orange, 
with a uh, with his sort of like tattoo design worked into the fabric. It's bright orange with bullseyes on it. <laughs> Little reflectors. <laughs> but you all have nice tabards now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, and then after sort of we got yourself settled in, you took a trip. You took a trip north out of town to uh, pay a visit to Galen the Alchemist, Zerunal's uh, master, and uh, Zerunal attempted to pay off his debt with the money that he borrowed from the nobles in Lissa's port, and, and consequently mastered, and only to find out that. Uh, um, his debt has now doubled, basically, because now he owes 2600 He still owes 2600 to Galen because of a stolen teleport scroll, and uh, he now also owes another 2600 to um, Lord Van Hunter of uh, Lissus Port. At 5%. At 5%. It's only 5% versus, no. like, the 30-some percent that Galen's charging you per annum. But you've already paid off the interest for the year, so you just need to get the principal paid off before September. And he's a duck. No, no, he's a, he's a rabbit. I'm a rabbit. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a rabbit. Yeah. He stuffed me into a hat and threw me out the door at you guys. Yep. As a rabbit. Exactly. Bring her back when he gets a backbone. I think we're that. Those were the words. words. Yes. Was <laughs> thrown out the. Yeah. There was an altercation. A couple of spells went off, and a rabbit was the result. Here. <gasps> Look, it's a rabbit. So you retire. Back to the end again. You're staying in uh, what was it, the Golden Unicorn? I think was the name of the inn. Something naff like that. Yeah, I think it was a mermaid. Ah, it was Golden Mermaid. Thank you. <laughs> you return to the Golden Mermaid, one of the finer inns and gabbling establishments in Akendra, uh, to sort of uh, to recover from the day's events. Let's see. Savern's going to attempt to remove the. Rabbit curse. I'm going to concentrate really hard on being a hawk. <laughs> an eagle. An eagle. An eagle. <laughs> you want to concentrate really hard on already. He's already concentrated. Severin's already tried to remove the curse once uh, back before you even went, uh, before you even left the scene, and um, uh, it, it failed. You remained a rabbit, so. Yeah. I'm still going to concentrate on being you're gonna be a rabbit for at least one more day <laughs> based on that roll I'll just put that die away <laughs> so you're uh, getting some dinner and um, wondering what to do next and uh, Phoebe um, comes up to uh, ILR it's like oh sir ILR how are you this fine day uh, I trust you're enjoying the city? It's been eventful. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm not sure. How long are you planning on staying in town? Well, we were planning on staying in only a short period of time. I anticipate at this point that's probably going to depend on one of my... Oh, I see. Opinions. I see. It's, um... Um... Is that your rabbit? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Oh, I see his little... Oh, is that your friend again? Yes. Oh, I see. What a shame. What a shame. Um, not terribly surprising. Oh. <laughs> you know, um, if you need that lift... Well, no, I guess you couldn't. 
but you know that um, uh, there there is a one wizard around who's not a particularly on good terms with uh, with Galen, who might be able to help you. But unfortunately, um, that would be the former Lord Arcane of uh, of uh, New Delos. Which something horrible didn't happen. Uh, no, no, but he is in Fang Rock Prison. That is uh, Lord Hugo Ferre. Years went from plot to on what charges? You know, it's all a bit of a mystery. I, I don't, uh, I don't know why he was put in prison, but apparently the charge is treason. But no one quite knows what what treasonous act he he did. There are some rumors flying about, but um, maybe worth a visit. I think such things may be possible. Um, but that's not why I came to see you. I came to see you because I was wondering, I remember you saying something about the last time you were near Delos. So, sometime last year, you passed through, <laughs> and uh, you weren't able to get an appointment with the Lord of Days. Um, probably just to introduce you. He's like right. the... He, he's like sort of like the, I don't know, main herald secretary right. to the throne of Delos. You, you would remember that we <laughs> yeah. to get that. The get only to, one. This, the transaction occurred, but we didn't get No, no, no. This was, this was, yeah. this was much earlier. Oh, yeah, no. He's okay. talking before the campaign even started. Oh, yeah. uh, before he even went to Los Angeles. Okay. Just injured, but you were not important enough at I the time. I was rebuffed. Yes, you were rebuffed. He says, well, if you still want to see the Lord of Days, I may be able to get you in to see him. I, I know a few people in town. Would you be interested? Uh, let me see what information I can find out from the previous Lord Arcane. Okay. Come back and see you. Very well, very well, but... Um, if you want to, if you want to get the appointment, then uh, let me know as soon as you can. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Sounds wonderful. Let's have a drink. Okay. Around for everyone. TV's mine. <laughs> Just put it on my tab. Yeah. <laughs> she's not wearing my livery, by the way. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> this isn't going to be the. Oh yeah, no, Lord Ilar will pay for it. <laughs> She's, she's totally going to skip town on the It's not my problem. <laughs> so everyone has a nice drink. Um, do you wish to make inquiries about seeing Lord Lorferay, or is there any anything else that you'd like to do? Or do you wish to take out the map and examine it on audio so that um, the folks at home can hear what a lovely map it is? <laughs> Well, I look over at the rabbit and say, well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> One twitch for yes. Two twitches. <laughs> You're going to have to say twitch so that they can... Oh, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm twitching my ear uh, for yes. <laughs> so interested in seeing, huh? 
And I twitched my ear for yes many times. Two ears perked up for yes. <laughs> Both ears perked down for no. <laughs> one up, one down for I, I think I think we got to go and visit Lord Ferret. Okay. The twitching is driving me nuts. <laughs> As he rapidly twitches. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, Ben. <laughs> it, uh, it will take some time, actually, to, to get to Fang, right? So it's uh, several miles off. Yeah, a couple of hours to to uh, to get out there. You Are you going to send a runner ahead or send a message ahead, make any inquiries I'm beforehand? I'm not really sure with the protocol. I've never dealt with one of these human prisoners before. Um, Phoebe yeah. suggests that you get a herald and have the herald uh, take a message and uh, see if there's a way to arrange a meeting. In fact, um, she takes the liberty of, of getting a, a, a sailor. Yeah, a herald. Uh, a herald? No, a herald. Yeah, he's a, he's a herald now. When is he a herald? Him. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the official Nudelas heralds, the guys oh. in the white liveries, <laughs> who all work for the Lord of Days. Uh, my diplomacy skill is a negative three. <laughs> it's, it's so bad that he mispronounced diplomacy in his diplomancy. <laughs> what kind of a wizard are you? I'm a diplomancer. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Phoebe corrals at Harold, and for a couple of gold pieces, he'll run a message. Easy enough. All right. So, pay him two gold, and he will uh, leave immediately. He says he will have an answer for you, uh, most likely in the morning. So we've got the rest of the day to Okay. Would you... What is your diplomacy skill? I don't, I'm not, I don't even know if I want to have to make you roll for this. For composing... Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> you take ten. You compose a nice letter. Okay. All right. The next morning... Oh, wait a minute. What? Are you going to bother to roll? No, I got something else entirely, too. Oh, what's that? Calligraphy. Calligraphy. You actually have craft calligraphy. Yes, I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. It's a beautiful letter in more ways than one. Perfect in its form and its function. The next morning you have a reply. We need that by next week so we can upload it on the website. <laughs> Lord Foray is taking visitors. Uh, and uh, he, he, will, he will see you. Is, is 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 this the type of person where he is he is in a, a position to be taking visitors, or is this the kind of person where visitors are taken for him? Uh, from what you've managed to gather, Lord Foray is still very well respected, uh, and his you know it, he's basically everyone talks about him being locked up in Fang Rock Prison, but um, it's more like just a change of office. <laughs> he is—he's not exactly in the maximum security wing. All right, gotcha. Uh, it, to put it—to put it that way. Um, the next day, it is kind of cloudy and rainy, 
you get a bit of a, a late start. Um, you reach Fangrock Prison in the afternoon, about 3 o'clock. It's drizzling. It's overcast. Uh, there's thunder over the ocean out to sea. The prison itself is a rather uh, ugly structure. It looks like it's been uh, rebuilt, actually, um, from an older structure. Anybody want to make me a knowledge engineering or knowledge history? Sure. It's the ILR <laughs> show. Whatever I call for knowledge, check, it's the ILR show. <laughs> Seventeen. The rabbit knows. <laughs> you, the lines of this, the lines of the structure, look familiar to you. You, you suspect that perhaps this, it, it, it may have once, it may be built on an, an older elven foundation. Perhaps, not sure. I look for more uh, subtle indications. Okay. You, you will probably find them as time goes on. Carvings or, you know. Half obscured Elven writing, or something. right? Fang Rock itself is a large uh, chunk of stone jutting out from the ocean just offshore. There is a stone and chain bridge that has been stretched between it and the mainland over a chasm, some forty or fifty feet uh, down to the water, the rocky water below, and probably about a uh, hundred feet wide between it and the shore. Your horses are stabled there, and you walk across the bridge to this large, imposing structure. It's not a pretty thing, this prison. It's uh, rather, rather ugly. It's very hard to see the once graceful lines of what may have been elegant elven architecture at one point. Perhaps it was just as something as simple as a watchtower now, but it's been expanded into a large, a much larger complex. There are two smaller squat towers and one much larger one that hangs over the ocean on the far side. You're brought into the warden's office, and uh, your weapons are, you're asked to basically, you can either, anyone who's armed can either leave their weapons are you talking about? at the guard gate or can uh, basically wait outside. <laughs> Are you talking about all arms or like utilitarian things or, or uh, no bows, no axes, no swords? Like a knife or a dagger. A knife or a dagger will not be will not be taken from you, okay. but uh, okay. but rapiers and axes and long bows and things Take of that my nature. Stays on my shoulder. They, they would like you to leave the bow. And in the quiver. <laughs> Quiver's very nice. They would like you to leave the bow. Mm. Right. <laughs> so, you are brought through the bowels of the prison. You can... <laughs> you press... <laughs> Over a stone bridge that goes over a, a sort of an exercise yard, and below you can see the dungeons and places where the general population of the prison is kept. It's a very dreary, dank sort of place. It smells funny. Yes, it does smell funny. 
thankfully, there's a good breeze whipping from the ocean. Still, everything is damp and wet and drear. You come into the main tower at the back, the one that hangs out over the sea. Uh, you're led up through a series of stairwells and checkpoints. And eventually you come to a large sort of vestibule, uh, which has a little of light coming from various larger windows. You can see that there are cells here, but uh, they appear to be much nicer than those of the general populace down below. The warden says, uh, Lord Foray wishes to see you in his room. Down the end of the hall. How many will be coming in? Uh, myself. Um, um, my cousin Elf here. I'll come on in as well, unless you don't need me. No. Okay. Is this going to come in as well? All right. <clears throat> She'll stay outside and make sure no one causes us trouble. Yes. <laughs> Very well. Wait, who's going to carry me? I'll carry you. Hop along. <laughs> You're brought down a narrower. You're brought down a narrower hallway uh, to a very stout door with no window or bars in it. Uh, made of very solid oak. The warden turns the key and opens it. You are led into a cell which is not not quite as nice as the other ones that you saw. It's basically a square room. There is one very small window high up in the wall with a curtain drawn over it. So it's rather dark. There's a couple of candles lit in here. There's a very simple bed and a simple desk with some papers on it, quill writing materials. Standing near the desk, sort of looking down at his notes, is Lord Foray. He's a very thin, austere-looking fellow, tall, a bit gaunt. Hard to tell in this light, actually, but you suspect so, although the way he stands perfectly still is a bit unnerving. He has longish straight hair combed straight back over his head and a very angular face. He turns and looks up at you and he says, So, you wish to see me? You are Lord Ayalar. Yes, I am. I have uh, something that may be of interest to us both. I see. You are from the old country. Yes, I am. Yeah, it is good to meet you. It has been a long time since I have seen an elf from Alfheim. Tell me, is it true that your people are bringing their ships to Delos Bay once more? It is. That is of interest. Although we have no quarrel in New Delos. Of course, of course. So, why have you come? <clears throat> I have nothing to do with the ships, in fact. Uh, amongst my travels, I, I found a companion. Apprentice in the service to the current Lord, Lord Arcane. Galen's apprentice. Mm -hmm. I've heard of him. This little halfling. Have you met him? 
No, no, I... Would you like to? Well, is it likely? Produce the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks at, at the, uh, the rabbit and he arches an eyebrow. His uh, apprentice has attempted several times to pay off his debt. Met with misfortune Each several time. times. <laughs> well, he does have Galen as a master. I'm afraid that's a bit of an occupational hazard. He kind of holds you up and. Oh, that must be the pizza. Yep. All right. <laughs> you run away and get the pizza. All right. We'll take a break because I'm a little bit hungry. So. I'm going to use the restroom. I dropped a die. Oh. All right. Okay. What knowledge skill do you think would be appropriate to kind of intuiting a little bit more about Lord Ferre's background? Um, he doesn't seem entirely entirely human. He's got to have some some lore about him since he is, was the High Lord uh, mage. And to that extent, if I took a twenty on a nature nobility, yeah, there's my one twenty for the day, and rolled a thirty-two, yeah, <laughs> where would that get me? All right. Uh, as far as did you just roll a 20, or is that... you have a take 20 ability or something like that? For What's a day? Well... <laughs> let's see. To take 10 at will, take 20 once a day. On knowledge skills. Alright. Well, let me come back over here and sit down. Resume the DM chair with just a little bit of pizza left to go. All right, then. <laughs> so, are you doing that? Yes. Okay, then. Everything that you've seen up till this point, um, Lord Foray seems very much in control of this entire situation. You have the feeling that he doesn't have to be here if he didn't want to be here. Or, uh, you know, if it didn't suit his purposes to be here right now. Um, he appears to be somebody who has very little uh, in the way of things that he needs or perhaps wants. Um, he seems very unconcerned about the charges that have been laid against him. He seems completely uncaring about... The fact that he's in prison, it just is another room to him as far as you can tell looking at him. There is something definitely not human about him. Um, in fact, the by examining him very closely, you realize that you're not sure... You're not sure that he's breathing. Appear to be alive. We know the not breathing part. He's moving around and talking to you, and his face is expressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, does he have color? 
He's very pale. Well. I'm feeling noted. I'm going to make Jerome's choices for him. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Where were we? Yes, Lord Foray. He goes to the I'm door. He nods. He goes to the door, opens it. It's apparently not, you know, not even locked. Um, he calls to the guard. And he, he mutters something about bringing some refreshment or something like that. He makes some specific instructions, and the guard leaves, and he comes back. And he says, so you wish me to restore him? <clears throat> Issues with his master are his own. I cannot make decisions for him. Ah. I think I begin to see. I figured the two of you perhaps have a common opponent. Common. I think opponent is rather a strong word. Common interest. What I've heard, you've both run afoul of Galen's machinations. Well, although from the looks of it, it seems like that's really not a concern to you. I think you have misinterpreted my relationship with Galen. Although it is from these lands, I have to make best guesses as I can on, on the information available. It is true that Galen did betray me and turn upon me and attack me and even tried to kill me at one point. But then, you see, Galen was my apprentice. So I know how these things go. Chris is smiling. <laughs> The ears just that's because <laughs> that's because Warren Leon is looking at him like are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Runo's rabbit is listening intently. But he doesn't look very excited right now. It's only while being a rabbit, um or Zruno still has his mind about him. So oh, I can see that. Of course, listening. But as I said, I will make no negotiations on his behalf, especially when he is present and responsive. I understand. If you wish to offer to change him back, that is between you and him. I suspect at the very least he might have on uh, some advice on his situation as he seems to be having a bit of difficulty with himself. Hmm. You know, I told Galen I didn't think he'd be able to make a wizard of a halfling. He's done a reasonable job in my experience. Really? Kind of... Barring the uh, difficult in negotiations with his master. I see. 
at any rate. I have some curiosity about you, Lord ILR, and why you are here in New Delos. I have a certain amount of interest in the history of the Empire. Not everything is written in books. True. Are you here to look into the history of your people? Yes. I have found some interesting things on my travels. Another one of the companions that I've picked up uh, seems to have found himself a map to the caverns of Toshan. He raises an eyebrow at that. I've heard of many such maps. Still, there is ample history waiting to be discovered in the far storm reaches. If that is your intent, then I think that you will be successful. I look forward to finding out whether or not you return with any of the information you find. Uh, well, I certainly hope I do. Many people seem to think it's not quite that easy. Well, perhaps... Hmm. You may be interested to know that my own home, the Castle of Chateaupier, was once an Elven citadel. It looks perhaps like even this place is one time. Perhaps. But there are definitely traces of your people in my home. Would you be interested in seeing them? Extending an invitation, I would graciously accept. Perhaps a conditional invitation. Next month, upon June 13th, my daughter Jeanette is going to be holding a, an event at the Chateau. She's very distraught about my imprisonment and intends to make a case to a number of the lords of New Delos uh, for my release. It promises to be quite an event. I've heard some rumors. It would please me if you would attend this event and deliver a message to my daughter for me. Remind her of something for me. That seems a simple enough condition for extension of invitation. Very well. Then, if you will, I would like you to go and remind her... Well, tell her to remember what my wishes are. And she will understand that? Yes. Tell her that she need not allow herself to be swayed by those who consider themselves my friend. Yes, I think you're the sort of man... Being there that night would be a good thing. <laughs> ah, I see the refreshment has arrived. 
Absolutely. Obviously, there's some ulterior motive here, and he's not telling you something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems pretty obvious. Probably didn't need to roll for that one. <laughs> Do we really want to wait around for a month? Or... I'm not in a hurry. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if we were... We're not in a hurry. Do you find your, your life <laughs> no. ticking away? For some reason? is brought... There's a bottle of wine and some glasses. <clears throat> Any carrots? Actually, yes. There's a small salad plate with some carrots and <laughs> celery and lettuce. Cabbage. He takes this over to his desk. He pulls something from a drawer, a vial of some kind, and he sprinkles it over the lettuce, and he puts the plate in front of Rabbit's Zerumal. Now would be a good time to switch books. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now he wishes he got the 20. No, no, no. Uh, eat up. Eat up, little fellow. Oh, it's not good. His ear's half bent. <laughs> He's not sure he should eat it. <laughs> uh, can I do a craft? Uh, well, not craft so much, but alchemy. Sure, you get a plus two for having better scent <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Twenty-five. It smells delicious. Actually, you're a bit peckish. This would be. This would really hit the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned. I squint my eyes at him. <laughs> I mentioned. Yeah. Having been Galen's uh, apprentice, you can understand perhaps this poor rabbit is a little suspicious. <laughs> you, that you, is eminently you, understandable. If you explain perhaps what it was that just got sprinkled on there, he might be a little more willing to trust your judgment. That is quite possible. <laughs> he gestures to the porter who brought the food, and the porter pours out glasses of wine for you three. A glass is poured for Lord Foray, but he doesn't touch it. Do you eat? No. Let's see here. Get Ishmael there. <laughs> Sense motive. Go ahead. <laughs> Is the bottle that he sprinkled the potion from, or the whatever it was from, mm-hmm. is it around? It's sitting on his desk. Can I read it or see it? It's unlabeled. Is it a potion bottle, or is it just... It's a vial. It is vial. <laughs> 16. 16. <laughs> He's being cryptic. You probably didn't need to roll for that either. <laughs> Detect poison. Do you have that memorized? Oh, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. One last thing. You'll be able He's to detect poison acid. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, After the rabbit's dead. Have I this poison? I said Avra, not rabbit. Do did, you, did you say you were eating? Oh no. no, I did not say I was eating. Okay. No, no, no. I'll take the glass. Mm-hmm. 
And since I'm sure ILR is probably considerably more adept at such things than I myself am, mm-hmm. with a roll of a 20 on diplomacy. Mm-hmm. With a roll I, of a 20 on diplomacy, I ask Lord Foray, will you be partaking with us? Trying to hint that he probably should to be trustworthy with everyone else, but not to necessarily insult him. Lord Frey picks up his glass and lifts it and waits for you to drink. Put it to my lips. I'll take a sip. As does he. Take a drink. Yeah. It's delicious. A very good elven wine, in fact. He takes the barest of sips and replaces his glass. Salvage one. Raise my eyebrows and. Woody fruity. Raise the glass. Delicious. Thank you. You're most welcome. I thought you would appreciate it. Have you eaten yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) When he reached down with the Mm -hmm. plate, did he get close enough that I could smell him? Yes. What do you smell like? Nothing at all. Nothing? Nothing at all. Is he there? Preservatives. He's a robot. (laughs) (laughs) He did not smell. He had no scent. Good. He's odorless. Do I know anything about him? Having been Galen's apprentice? You know that he's the former Lord Arcane of Nudelos. You know that he has a reputation of being a recluse. He was almost never seen in the capital. You know that um, a lot of the nobles were annoyed with him over the fact that he was generally unavailable. <laughs> and um, that anytime anybody wanted anything from him, they had to go all the way up the river to Chateaupier. What about, was he considered a, a fair? Or was he miserly? or um, Did he exact a price for his services that was... Um, he usually dumped in favors. And is the rumor that the favor weighed equally with the service? It depended on who you asked. <laughs> you have a feeling it depended on how he felt about the supplicant. He was generally known as an inscrutable fellow. Galen was constantly talking about his experiments. He was always very vague on the subject of what they were, but they always involved torturous methodology (laughs) and a great deal of patience. 
Okay. That's the thing you get from your experience with Galen, and what Galen may have said about the man, is that he was far, far, far more patient than Galen was. But other than that, you don't know very many specifics about him. Okay. So do you eat? <laughs> I'm just asking the question if eventually you're going to eat, because there is, I'm telling you as the DM, nothing is going to happen between now and the time you leave <laughs> that is going to give you any more information one way or the other. This is, this is what we're waiting on now, whether or not Zerunal eats. Eat, Zerunal. <laughs> eat your dinner. Eat your dinner. Can't get any worse. Eat. I'll eat. Oh, okay. I got to do a train to a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> I'll eat. Okay. But I'm not going to hold the paper for it. <laughs> you haven't agreed to anything. No, I haven't. Although eating the food, knowing that he sprinkled something on it, may be an acceptance of, of a favor. Once you start eating, he goes to the he goes to the porter and says something quietly to him about a, a robe or something of that nature. And the porter leaves. And by the time he comes back with a small robe to clothe you, you are back to your old self. It happens so subtly that you don't even realize, you know, you've still got a stick of celery in your mouth that you're nibbling on. <laughs> you're trying to wiggle uh, your ears. And I think I cracked a little chuckle. <laughs> I'm holding my celery in two hands. You know. <laughs> what do you say they off-last a bit. <laughs> Some kind of dispel magic effect? Liquid dispel magic. Interesting. Can you alchemically create a dispel magic? I don't know if you can. Well, <laughs> apparently you can. <laughs> wizards do all kinds of crazy shit, man. <laughs> You're a wizard, you should know. <laughs> I think it's an illusion it's a glamour <laughs> anyway the porter hands you the robe and helps you into it alright I put the robe on okay. so and he turns and looks down at you and he says so you're Galen's yes I'm Galen's <laughs> hmm. Did you or did you not kill Hans Garkin? I did not. As I suspected. Who's Hans Garkin? Cobalt's killed him. No. Oh, no, that's not it? No, that's not him. Wait, Hans. Is that the guy who was the first time he was killed by the doppelganger? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you're over it. <laughs> 200 experience points. <laughs> the whole party. <laughs> Just write it down. <laughs> I didn't kill him. <laughs> A doppelganger gun. Really? You know this how? You killed the Gotham doppelganger. Did you speak up and mention that? Mm -hmm. 
It says, ah, I see. It caused some trouble before we were able to dispatch it. That is yeah, not surprising you. Excuse me. That is not surprising you. <laughs> says, pick a pink. One moment while I take a drink. The Lord Foray, I wake up at all of them. He apparently was a doppelganger for quite a while before he caught up with it. Interesting. Well, is there anything that you would like to ask me? Without incurring uh, any debt. <laughs> you have a very transactional way of looking at the world. It comes from my master. <laughs> Are you so sure about that? It's been my sole reason for being in his service for such a long time that I don't know. Well, it seems to be the part that you focused on. No. Not entirely, but... Do something. Impress me. We do have a bar. Something. What have I got left? Um, I summon what? Since you don't have your spoon with you, you're going to have to make DC 20 spellcraft roll. <laughs> summon your spoon. <laughs> Actually, it's DC 20 plus level. 15 plus my spellcraft. Your spellcraft should be reasonably high. Yeah. 25. Okay, you're fine. I summon a... Summon a... What spell are you casting? Just tell me what spell you're Summon Monster 2. Summon Monster 2. You summon a monster 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I summon a monster 2. <laughs> you summon a creature. He waits a moment. It kind of like prowls around and does a couple tricks for you and then... I make it invisible. The spell runs out and it, you know, it disappears and whatnot. He nods a bit and says, That is a reasonably accomplished feat. <laughs> I've seen him almost drown in quicksand. He is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. He is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Oh, I think he's I don't necessarily see that there's anything else that I can do for you at the moment. Although I am curious about the outcome, do keep me informed. 
for what Thank you so much for coming, Lord Iolar. It's been a pleasure seeing you. You are a fascinating man. Thank you. Do remember the message from my daughter. Absolutely. I will see that an invitation reaches you. Give it to her in a month. Excellent. Actually, it's like two and a half weeks away. It's oh, okay. mid-May by the time you guys are where you are. The the next month. Next month, so. Actually, yeah, it was about a month. Maybe a little bit more. I get with the party. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, with that, the meeting, the interview is basically at an end. Before I will take my leave. Okay, yes, before you go. Would your house be interested in help financing the trip to the north? He kind of raises an eyebrow at you. <laughs> I think it's a little premature for that. I look at him. Okay. Smack him upside the head. Don't mind him. Porter. <laughs> I may be a fascinating man, but you have fascinating companions, Lord Ilar. <laughs> and that surely says something about a man. I look forward to meeting you again. Take care of yourself. All right. You leave the prison. When you get back, do the guards deny the fact we walked out with one more people than we walked in with? <laughs> Not at all. Didn't kind of figure it out. Only a half a person. <laughs> <laughs> you get to say something about that now. Who's the other thumb? Open up some flesh. Open it because it's deceiving by weight. Ah. This is fine. Okay. <laughs> so, that was the meme with Lord Foray. What's next, guys? You're in a chondra? Alright. Let's have a little geography. You're in a chondra at the mouth of the Riverland, which is the major waterway of New Delos. Chetapier. Which is where the big to do is going to be is up the Riverland quite a ways. It'll take you about probably two and a half weeks to get there. Mm-hmm. Going up river on barges, there is a large falls along the way that you have to get around as well. Um, if you want to do gather information, find out about Chatepier, find Absolutely. out about Lord Foray's daughter. Anybody want to make rolls? Anyone want to make inquiries? Anybody. It doesn't have to be just Joel here. You guys can do things too. This isn't the Joel show. You're not set out to be the leader of the party. <laughs> My inquiries would be a little bit different than. <laughs> That's cool. You can make different inquiries. It's awesome. Well, You'll get method. entirely different information than I will. Exactly. You'll get all kinds of crazy information. Shove them up against the wall. Tell me about it. Jesus Christ, boy. I want to ask around about uh, the countryside, maybe any of the creatures, animals, ah, okay. anything else in the area. Just you have the talk with animals spell that you can use to do that? Because I know that you can't actually talk with animals, not magically. You can... I can do it magically. Okay. Um, you have the spell? I have the spell, and I guess since we've got time, I can learn it. Okay. 
It's a level one spell, right? I put it on there. Yeah, it is. All right. What animals would you like to consult? What kind of animals are there? Um, there are birds. There are alley cats. There are rats. There are birds. Dogs, uh, domestic and wild. If you go outside the city, there are cows and sheep and pigs. Well, not just that. I want to talk to people, too, about ah. You know, kind of hang out and ask, you know, like a hunter's lodge. Okay. And find out about the countryside as far as... All right, well, uh, let's see. The prominent game, stuff like that. Uh, it's all very, it's quite domestic in this part of the world. Um, there's not a lot of wild land where you are right now. Akandra is a huge city uh, for the colonies. Um, there's farms, farmland, and small towns all around it as far, you know, for many, many miles. Um, most of the trees in the area were cut down long ago. Lumber comes in from the north and the west. And there's a lot of traffic on the river uh, between. Kandra and Herodon Falls, um, which uh, you hear some interesting stories about Herodon Falls, supposedly this huge waterfall. It's quite uh, quite spectacular, from what people tell you. Cool, and in like myths or legends about the fall? Um, you hear stories about uh, like lovers who've thrown themselves over the falls and some ghost stories and things of that nature. Okay. Um, I'm looking for stuff like that, too. Okay, uh, Chatepier, uh, where the uh, the castle is that you're going to, is on the edge of Great Swamp. That's where three rivers meet. Uh, it's marshy land. Um, there's a, a, a swampy forest near there that people tell stories about some kind of great beast that roams about it. This is back the fourth castle on that piece of land. No. <laughs> um, uh, people think of it as sort of like the last civilized place before the uh, before the wild lands of the north. Well, there are towns north of it. It's like the last uh, big. It's, it's like, like the last settlement of any size, yeah. really. Um, there are a number of small uh, frontier towns around it and near there. Um, People say that the castle's been around for you know for a long time, and you hear talk. Uh, some people think there's a dragon up in that area somewhere. Oh, okay. And hear stories about that, and trolls as well. When you get that far north, you have to start looking out for trolls and ogres and orcs okay. and such like. Cool. So that's what you find out from people. Now I'm gonna find a. Ah, okay. Um, a hawk corroborates to you uh, about uh, the Great Falls. The river is quite wide and uh, very impressive up to the falls. It's slightly smaller between the falls and the swamp. He tells you about a place where many rivers meet. Mm -hmm. There is um, an unsettling evil place near there. Um, you're not sure if he's talking about the swamp or the castle, or something else, because he's a hawk, and he doesn't translate exactly. 
Um, and beyond that, he, you get the impression from him of wild rolling hills and heathlands and moors and, and, and forests rising to the great mountains in the north. What's the... Uh, is it a, it's a hawk, you said? Yes, it's a hawk. What's its fear? What does it fear? It fears unnatural things. Okay. Okay, and that's what you get. Anyone else want to gather information? Yeah. Not you. You've had... <laughs> we can get back to you, but I want to give other people a chance to do stuff. Or instead of just gathering, instead of gathering information, is there anything else that you'd like to do in terms of anything else? Shopping or... Cashwa. Oh, you want to look around and see if there's any cashwa around? It would be nice to Ah, okay. Yes, there are. You do find cashwa in this in the city. Um, whole herds of them. No, not whole herds. Keep them out. But there's some fur traders <laughs> that you find who are members of the bear tribe. You've heard of the bear tribe. Their territory is generally north of the eagle tribe. You don't have a lot of contact with them. We know the Bear Tribe. Yes, you've met a couple of guys from the Bear Tribe. Uh-huh. They brought you out to the uh, to the Eagle to uh-huh. your to the Ishmael's people's winter encampment. So you do have trade with them now and again. Uh, what kind of questions would you like to ask them? Uh, like current, they like, like current news from that area. The um, orcs very bad this year. Yes, they're not. Uh, there's been a number of raids. And about the... Uh, and kobolds, too. It's been a bad, bad winter. There were many attacks. We had to defend ourselves on numerous occasions. Many brave warriors died. Are you bound for the north? I don't know where we're going. North. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're Here's going a map. <laughs> Indicating <laughs> direction. We're looking for guides that will, like, sort of show us the way up there. Not only guides. Porters. Um, Everyone has been telling us that we need to have other people going with us than just ourselves. This is not a task for a small number of people. I think I would generally trust. Uh, a bunch of cash flow warriors going with us rather than God knows what kind of <laughs> mercenaries from this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something that they're interested in going with us. And a lot cheaper. <laughs> and we'll pay better than skins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you what part of the of the wild are you bound are you bound for? Hunt cow everywhere. <laughs> Come back with much leather. <laughs> they have an accent. They're not retarded. <laughs> they speak common. It's just a dialect. <laughs> oh, it's very dangerous. I I know a man who could serve as a guide. You may be able to get some young braves or young warriors to go with you. It could be more prestigious. Really? It would depend on your party. How many are you right now? 
myself and four others. Hmm? You are going to need more people. Five <laughs> if you count the invisible Savern. Yeah. Savern is, like I said, that depends on what happens to Alex. Mm-hmm. But, and I was looking like he's not going to make the journey with you guys for whatever reason. Been up there, but I believe we'd be a strong group. There used but to be a um, there used to be a branch of the Eagle Tribe in the north. I hear. Really? Yeah. They say that the uh, the spirit of the Great Eagle still haunts the storm reaches. Well, it. it is a dangerous spirit. They say. Mm, you look it. <laughs> Thank you. If you take the river north until you come to the Great Swamp, continue beyond that another two weeks, you'll come to a hill. Near there are many trolls. Uh, near that hill, you will find a cave. In that cave, you will find a man. In that man, you'll find a. (laughs) In that man, you'll find a ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) He perhaps can be your guide. He gives you a um, a token. Uh, It's a uh, what is it? It's a, a necklace with some bear claws strung on it. <laughs> this will be our token among my people. They will know you for a friend. Safe journey to you. So how long are you in town anyway? <laughs> you doing anything tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. They take you out and show you a really good time. <laughs> okay. Everin. I am going to be buying some miner supplies. Okay. Looking for glass pieces of wood. going to make a ship in a bottle. Carve out a ship in a bottle. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't have anything. I, that I know, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's. Is it Yes, you can find those things very easily. They're they're easily gotten. For just a handful of coppers, you can get yourself a flask, you know, an old rum bottle, <laughs> and uh, you know some bits and bobs of thread and twine and cloth and little bits of okay. discarded wood that nobody wanted that were lying in an alley <laughs> that you can carve to make a ship in a bottle. You have craft ship in a bottle? <laughs> you have ship right. <laughs> I think there's going to be kind of a neat, I think there's going to be a, like a, a, a DC penalty on that one for writing a ship in a bottle. Would you make it on the outside? I could shrink it. <laughs> How do we get it in 
there. <laughs> there. That's it. Anything else? Uh, not that I can think of very long. All right. Cool. Everyone's building a ship in a bottle. Yes. Back to ILR and Zerunal. We'll do Zerunal first. Do you have anything else that you want to do while you're in town for the next you know, couple of days? Yes. What? Uh, stock up on supplies. Magical supplies. Okay. Alchemical supplies. Anything can be got for market prices. So just mm. okay. pays your money and... I'm just getting raw materials mostly because I can make my own. Okay. Um, if I still have a closet lab with the halflings, I'll go there rather than incur additional expense with the okay. Galen. Gotcha. Um, talk to the halflings. Yeah. See if they know of anybody. I know it's a long shot, but mm -hmm. maybe they know somebody that, that does the type of work that we're looking for for uh, expeditions. Well, there's always sailors. Then tell you your cousin. Sure. What? You, I'm sorry. <laughs> I spotted a role playing opportunity. I just jumped on it. You go see your cousin. Which one? Uh, any of them. The same one you talked to last time that you were in town. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, you mean the wheelwright? Yeah. I hadn't seen him. Do you want to go see him? Yeah, let's go see him. All right. Hey, Zerunal, how are you? It's been forever. Yeah. Gosh, you smell like a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to, about the wagon. What happened to the wagon? Uh... It was it was lost in a great fire. We were being pursued by an army. My goodness, you lead an exciting life. You ought to settle down. What are you doing out there on the road? Mostly hopping around. Huh. <laughs> well, what brings you to town? Are you going to be hanging around for a while, or are you just hopping through? Uh, just hopping through. <laughs> It, it appears well, I hope you have some lunch with me. I got a it's really good pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll eat with you. Okay. It'd be, it's nice to be in a home environment. Um, you don't have any carrots or celery or anything like that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm off. I'm off rabbits too. <laughs> I'm not eating rabbit right now. Well, you're definitely off the menu now that you're not a bit rabbit. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for. People that can help us. We're we're thinking about going up north. Talk oh, who's we? Uh, this, this group that sort of hired me to tag along with them. All right. Well, uh, you going up the river? Yes. I, I know a good barge, Captain. I'm a barge. Mm -hmm. oh, I thought we'd go overland, but a barge sounds good. Yeah. Oh no, you don't want to go overland up there. Just go take the barge. You can take a, you can take his barge as far as Harrington Falls, and then you get another barge from there. You know wherever you found after that. Oh, maybe we could uh, set something up. <laughs> yeah. No, his name's John. John. Yeah, Captain John. Captain John. He's an inconsequential NPC. You don't need to write his name. Down. Oh, okay. So. It's John. If I can't remember his name later, it's okay. It's John. It's John. Okay. So, uh, Barge Captain, by the name of John, that'll get us up. Oh, yeah. Quite a ways. No, he's got a very fair rate. He's got a really nice barge. Can so, we get as far as the Dragon's Gate? 
Uh, the what? <laughs> the Dragon Gate. The Dragon Gate? Isn't that like... Isn't that like way up in the storm reaches? Well, yeah. That's where the river goes. How far are you going? All the way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he can get you that far. He can get you to Harridan Falls. After that, you know... I know you can get another barge up to Chattapier, but that the river kind of gets smaller as you get up there. Uh, I don't know what's north of there. Maybe we could build some boats of some sort. I don't think we have a ship right <laughs> <laughs> He's building you one right now in a bottle. <laughs> that works for me. What are the rest of you? <laughs> so, wait, if you're going way up there, you're going to need lots of guys, right? Well, yeah, that's the idea. Well, you need soldiers. You need mercenaries. Uh, maybe. Or porters. Or, you know, maybe a drover. That's an expedition, it is. That's what I've heard. Well, gee. All right. Well, hey, I, I know a good drover. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know a good drover. And um, let's see. What else? There's a provisioner... Wait, what is a drover? Uh, he's a guy who takes care of your pack animals and her, drives, the drives them. Yeah. Oh, okay. A teamster. Teamster. <laughs> yeah. No, I go. I know a good drover, and and he's reputable. Uh, he might be up for something like that. Um, there's an outfitter that I know that's up around Harrington Falls somewhere. I think. Um, I think her name is blah blah blah, and he, write, he starts writing down names for you: the name of the drover, the name of the provisioner in Harrington Falls. I'll tell you what: get the word out. Mm-hmm. Let us know who's interested. All right, and we'll meet up with you at such and such a place at such and such a time. Okay, where are you staying? Blah blah. The Golden Mermaid. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> wow, that's a high class joint. <laughs> uh, yeah, my patron at the moment. Uh, well, you must be doing real well for yourself. Depends on, depends on what day. I'm doing really well at keeping myself in debt. All right. I'll get the word out, and let's say, okay, two days at the Golden Mermaid. Um, I'll have John come by, and if he knows anybody, they'll come by with him. Okay. All right? Uh, and... Is there preparation? Is there what? <laughs> is there a, a way of doing this that is more correct than a different way? He's just... You say you're looking for guys. He knows guys. He'll get you guys. Uh, I just don't want a whole horde of halflings showing up at the Golden Mermaid and having... having oh, John's not a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John's not family. Okay. No. Thank He's a nice guy, though. <laughs> oh, that's Captain John. Yeah. yeah. Captain John's not family, but uh, but he's a good man. So. Well, that's what we're looking for, some fair, good men. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get a lot of halflings who are going to want to go all the all the way up oh, up I, there. I don't expect so. I, I, I understand that. But there are adventurous sorts around town, I hear. You know, big city is always crawling with adventurers, always after something or other. <laughs> well, that's what we're going for, something or other. All right. I'll put the word out. Lunchtime. Saturday. Golden Mermaid. I'm not buying. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. 
<laughs> well, they're just coming to, to chat. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Here, have some pizza. Thanks. <laughs> Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now back to ILR. All right. How much time do we have in town before we gotta get out of here and get up to Chateau? You probably got at least a week, week and a half. All right. <clears throat> um, the house that we are roughly aligned with. House Gander. Yeah. Um, as a party, unless I'm mistaken, we have about 2,000 gold pieces of petty cash that we're holding around with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough to single-handedly bankroll hauling a small army up to the storm breaches. I believe the going rate for an untrained hireling <clears throat> is a silver a week. Is that little? It's not a lot. Okay. So I believe that's in the, here. I'll look it up. I was under the equipment here. Just promise to pay in the face of vomit. <laughs> as, as DM to players, one of the reasons why you guys need to bring an entourage with you is that if and when one of you gets killed, there needs to be a fund of characters from which to draw, you know, a, a, a backup character because once you guys are out of civilization, there's going to be no real narratively. Um, viable way to say, oh, you've just happened to stumble on this other sixth level character who just happens to be wandering around the storm region, <laughs> minding his own business. <laughs> well, I mean, really, when you think about it, who else is going to be wandering around the storm region? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't get a flying it's one in three. paranoid one on train, three train. One, on, one, one silver a week, right? Uh, one silver a day. One silver a day. That's what the equipment says. Okay. For, un, for untrained. For untrained. For three untrained. silver a day for trained. So how how long is this trip looking to take us? So we'll say a gold piece for two weeks. All right. So we'll say we'll we'll, we'll say five silvers a day. It's going to be several months. And actually, for long term employment, if you're providing room aboard, you can get discounts on that. Even. Here's your tent. So we're GP for two weeks. <laughs> let's say, let's go ahead and say, um, and as a percentage of the loot, offer them a lower salary, but a percentage of the loot. If you don't get any loot, yeah. Let's say one gold piece for two weeks per untrained guy. How does an untrained guy become a six-level character for you? It's just less. <laughs> it makes more sense than just, you know, he was secretly a six level guy all along. <laughs> right. <And> so <laughs> He was just lying low. He was using his left hand. So, <laughs> right. Many months means more than two and less than 20. <laughs> I expect. Um, I expect we're going to leave before winter. The, no, it's, all right, it's May now, yeah. all right? Yeah. Our goal is to be back before winter. The, the, big, the big to do in Chattapier happens in June. Uh, June, I said June 13th. Okay, it happens June 13th. So, um, we'll say 
your hires will join you on 1st of June, all right? Uh, and from June 13th, you probably are going to come back sometime in September. Now, I say this also as, as DM, all right? And you would know this as adventuring types, okay? As more time passes, you're going to be paying less and less in hireling fees, Granted. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> it's to be expected. There's going to be attrition. Yeah. <clears throat> On the other hand, you know, hopefully the guys we've got left might get more skilled and we can perhaps True, yeah. pay them more. Possibly. Instead of when they see all of their companions dying left and right, they say, well, crap, this isn't worth it. Well, wait, wait. You're more experienced now. We can pay you twice as much. It's like, ah. Oh, Hey, Charlie. So I think the question needs to be, um, well, we can work out some kind of a bulk rate, but I think what you guys need to decide among the five of you is how many people of what type are you bringing? Well, that's what I'm getting at. All right. So how many months are we talking? More than two, less than 20. Well, let's say three months. Okay. Let's say a three-month trip because you want to be back. You want to be back out of the mountains by September, you know, by August, September. Yeah, by the end of September. Pay him two months and we'll pay him whatever. Okay, so we're looking at six gold pieces per person. Per person? Per person? No. No. One gold gold piece for two weeks per unskilled person. Yeah, at three months. At three months, okay. It's six gold, per, gold pieces per person. All right, so it's not, it's not a lot. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, even a horde of 20 guys is going to be approximately 120 gold pieces. Yeah. So we don't need to get financing to do this. Oh, okay. All right. We're, we're Those are unskilled guys. Just We've got some cash. A couple skilled as well, too, probably. Those would be Sherpas, basically, porters... A drover might be a little bit more expensive. It depends on animals. Yeah, you have to buy animals. Um, barge, food. Okay. You're not going to need to buy a barge. You can get past one of the one of the questions I had um, is in terms of trying to collect all of these people. Yes, we don't want to collect them all here in town and then like spend the next month getting up to Chateau. Right, exactly. And then be paying these guys for a whole month to get there and then, like, you know, boarding them for another week before we actually get on our way north. That's so, we, we, where like, is the farthest north outpost where we can collect people and supplies? You could. Chatepier um, is probably where you're going to want to stage from. Okay. Uh, asking around. You can probably talk to people here in town. Um, there'll be some people who will meet you up there. You know, who will do other work on their way up there and meet you there, and, and uh, you know, at in the middle of June or at the end of June or whenever you want to leave from Chateaupier. Okay. Right. Exactly. You can put out the word that oh. the job is going to be leaving from Chateaupier on this date. You can make arrangements with people now, and they'll be like, "Okay, I'll meet you there then." In, in the week that we've got, I want to spend some time talking to. Um, People we know in Gandor, mm-hmm. uh, some other houses, finding out like, you know, which noble houses kind of have a reputation for being able to cut an even deal and aren't going to get up there, and like all of a sudden we've got to like fight fifty mooks to <laughs> get our hard-won treasure home. Uh, I mean, you know, who's going to be a good mercenary for us and not just you know turn when when they find a, a 
prop somewhere else. Uh, okay. Make me a diplomacy check for that. But you could definitely spend some time evaluating them. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about kind of on a larger scale, not interviewing each individual person, but like when we get up there, or even in town here, trying to put the word out saying, hey, look, we've got work, you know, show up there in a month. <laughs> you guys scout ahead. <laughs> As opposed to getting there, I'm like, all right, uh, those five guys over there and those six guys are. Right, the bar. yeah, yeah. Be like, okay, who's going to run away from a fight? Raise your hand. Okay, you guys. 20. 20, okay. Um, so if I understand the question correctly, you're basically trying to suss out how to get... Uh, all right. Trying to put out the word yeah. to, to reputable groups okay. that we're looking to hire people okay. from Chateau and like come on. Okay. As opposed to getting up there and seeing what they've gotten and you know, having to make do with decisions without any kind of background of what these guys' reputations are. Um Lord Lucas Gander will put you in tar- in touch with the Matillo family, and they deal with a lot of hired muscle. Okay. Um so they can help you find, uh, you know, basically they can sort of outsource the problem for a percentage, of course, uh, and put together uh, a group of mercenaries who would be willing to meet you up there and then go from there. Okay. Um, while we're here in, in for this week? Yeah. If, I mean, do we all trust Gandor guys? I mean, they, they seem to have done pretty well for us. They're out for a coin, obviously, but mm-hmm. they seem... What's the word with the halflings? Uh, the word with the halflings is that, uh, well, everybody tries to, uh, the halflings generally try and remain invisible to the noble houses as much as possible because they're all, you know, fairly, you don't want to get mixed up in their internal politics and whatnot. Yeah, but invisible people hear things. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they like to gossip. So. Right, exactly. Um, hey, Mom, hey, Mom what the, Matu- <laughs> the Matillo family has a very good reputation. Um, the Gandor family are known for being really hard nosed, and you don't want to cross them. And but they're fair if you're on the good side. Um, yeah, they're pretty fair if you're on their good side, but you don't want to, you know, don't make them mad. Um, the Matillo family are known as being very friendly and, uh, you know, very honorable. Um, what I would like to do, if everyone else agrees that these Matillo people are kosher, good for us to deal with. Um, Don't deal with the Genoa family, whatever you do. Yeah, <laughs> we've already dealt with them. They're, they're, they're assholes. And stay clear of uh, Lord Froman's, uh, stay clear of Lord Froman's family. What about the Braves? How would you guys hold it down? Hmm? The Braves, who would be Um, from them, you do go see the man up on the up on the in the cave on the hill sandwich. with the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yes, the shaman, and he will know. The shaman will decide you brave. Okay, uh, what I think is going to be a good way of dealing all this without getting down into the weeds mm-hmm. is we talk to someone from Matteo, House Matteo, Matello, yeah, Matello, whatever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
find a quartermaster. All right. They've got to have s- someone who organizes this stuff and just pay the quartermaster to, you know, we give them a list of what we want, and this person, you know, organizes getting the people and people with the skills that we need and food and wagons and whatever BS that we need to okay. call yeah. this entourage forces. Okay. I would, I would, I'd rather spend our real lifetime mm-hmm. dealing with stuff that's interesting to us gotcha. and not dealing with the logistics right. of hiring a small yeah. army and keeping them, you know, warm when it's cold. All right. gotcha. When we when we get up there, you want to put their money in a cash, like I say here. This is your money that you were going to pay you. We're putting it right here. As long as one of us comes back alive, I mean, I don't. Even, you don't want to put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can give them half before we leave. Yeah, pay them a uh, and then leave, we leave, leave the other half here with House Matilla or House Gondor. Okay. Say when we come back, then you know whoever's left gets whatever pay there is. Yeah, and then as well. Yeah. Does that sound reasonable, everyone? Mm-hmm. All right. So arrangements can be made in in that way, and yeah, it's probably going to wind up. All told, I'll compute something and I'll email you guys. Okay. But it's probably going to be several hundred gold pieces, you know, to the tune of what with animals and transport, food, food and equipment and whatnot. But I mean, people aren't going to be able to hide the hog either. No, it's you know, hard hard tack and and like salted meat. You're not taking you know, you're not taking an opera troupe (laughs) into the mountains. You're taking a bunch of. Sherpas and porters and hard-bitten mercenaries. And you probably know better, you know, what we're going to run into and mm-hmm. put it together to us. Okay. How much it is. I don't want to spend a lot of time yeah. in logistics. That's, mm-hmm. not That's fair. Okay. Can, can, I take a, can I take a another mage? Should we hire a couple trainers like a first, as well? Like a zero-level or a first-level mage. I don't, I don't want to call him an apprentice because I don't think I can. <laughs> Apprentice to apprentice, what a low life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be on the list yeah. of people that were given to the. You can have some kind of magical support person. Okay. So, you know, first or second level sorcerer. Yeah, a hedge wizard or something like that. Yeah. I think for like spellcasters and stuff like that, you know, if it, basically the way I think we're going to work that is that that kind of person will be a backup in case one of you. Your main characters goes yeah, down. I'm going the summoner of Mangus. Ah, okay. So, you know, so that's something to think about. I don't want to necessarily say you have to plan a character right now who's going to step in to fill in. I think I'd rather it just be you have an entourage, and then if somebody dies and you want to fill somebody else in, you just make whatever character you want to fill in, and oh, he was with you all along. Yeah. All right? Sounds good. Okay. And just suddenly you realize, Hey, this guy's got talent. We're going to promote him. <laughs> <laughs> and for what it's worth, um, assuming that I will lose that long, yeah. Uh, next level, we plan on taking the good trip. So ah, there you go. So you'll have a cache of books to exactly to draw on. Kiss his feet or whatever. Okay, <laughs> perfect. All right. For the mountain, we should be doing it already. 
What? I said for the amount we're paying for them, they should be doing it already. <laughs> what is, what two, is our main... Two gold pieces a day, that's a, uh, two, a month, that's not much. No. I mean, I have, I have a question. <clears throat> yeah. I want to ask you a question that... Okay. Well, Zora wants to do something, but... All right. I want to ask the party first, What what is our main initiative <laughs> going up north? Ah. I mean, we're, there's, we have a map, but... This might be a good time to look at the map and figure out where you're going exactly and make a plan. I mean, among I'm, the party members. I know you're going While the DM to sits back and laughs. Uh, well, I'm looking at the map. I'm kind of wondering whether the cave of uh, Toast Camp is really the most interesting thing on here. But that's kind of our, our stated <laughs> goal, so that's where we're going. Well, I mean, why, why go to that cave in particular? <laughs> I'm hunting it for the treasure to is buy it? a ship for myself. Yeah, supposedly there is some great treasure that was hidden in the in the lost caves. Right? That it was once it was once some kind of a vault or depository for the storm elves. Its location is a mystery today. No one knows where it was supposed to be. So we're searching for the lost vault of the storm elves. Yes, that is. Nobody, nobody has ever gone looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that that is why he stole the map to begin with because I'm after to get my own ship to prove the crew wrong, and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think we can have a working relationship. <laughs> if we can't find these stupid caves, we can probably find one of these rows, one of these rows, and there's also several other interesting things. Like what? Go ahead and read it. So, like Eldath's Observatory. Mm-hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it does sound interesting. Uh, a bunch of like ruined towers and castles and stuff. Belly of the Drakes and the Dragon Peak. I can probably just as well not. Ishma says the Thunder Eagle up here at the very. Beware the Thunder Eagle at Everstorm Peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really sound all that that interesting. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, but we're gonna kill it now. If there's any, if you have any questions about what is on the map, you may ask that at this time. This is where you can gather information okay. about what's on the map. I'm like, not interested in meeting any dragons. Questions. <laughs> right My question mm. is that there is a forest here with six rather uh, curiously shaped, looks <laughs> like rocks or maybe tombstones mm. that may very well uh, look similar to another set of woods that we've been in before that had uh, clearing in the middle with six kind of curiously shaped stones in the yeah. yeah, yeah. Beware of the wood and the and the dragon Beware. nearby and the uh, <laughs> dragon. Nearby. No, the dragon. Game. That doesn't mean there's a dragon there. Uh, and then the, the Drake. What is it? The Drake. Uh, Drake It's not that far away. Not for a dragon. <laughs> Scale on this map is a little hard to determine. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't hop, skip, and jump. Well. There are places named after dragons right there. <laughs> I mean, look, it's ogres and orcs all over the place. So. <laughs> oh, that's, that, helps, that helps a lot. It's fairly easy to hide from the dragons. <laughs> I'm guessing there's trolls there. Yes. What does it say? Here there be trolls. Ah, okay. Notably, notably not in the Troll Fist Hills. Okay. It should be on the other side of the Troll Fist Hills. Which makes me wonder which for, what forced them out of the hills. <laughs> so, if there's anything on there, if you want to find out, the Lake of Woe is known. People know that that's north of uh, Chetapé, and 
if you ask around, Trollfist Hill uh, apparently is a town up there somewhere. It's a town up there somewhere that like people have heard about, but yeah, like no one has seen in two hundred years. Or? Well, no, nobody down here has ever been there. Okay. <laughs> do we trade travel? Like, do is there trade between the two, or is cool. it just? You just know that somebody's know heard. Oh there? yeah, I've heard there's a town up there called Trollfist Hill somewhere. It's, oh, okay. Like, I mean, it might be the well, trolls are usually not friendly. Yeah. Their diplomacy. Usually. <laughs> reason. Yeah, from from people, you get the impression that they're not talking about a town of trolls. They're just talking at a okay. a town at a place called Trollfist Hill. Okay. So it's a town that forced the trolls out of the Trollfist Hill. Probably. But this is also goes on a trade from the town as well, too. <clears throat> right. Just in one of the little lackeys in. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine there's probably not a lot safe. of trade in trolls in here. Well, just call it like a trade. If you have any other questions about anything that's labeled on that map, any landmarks. Swarm Alaric? Yeah. Well, I'm obviously interested in all of these old ruins. Which means what tower, tower of Alaric, right? Yeah. So, who is Alaric? No ah, that's a good question. Yeah, do I, I mean, do I have knowledge of any of these place names? Um, the, uh, the largest one there, was it, Tor Indradath? Yeah. That was, you do know that that was the four, that was the capital, basically. That was the seat of power. That oh, was well, where we're the, definitely stopping there on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was where the High King of the Storm Elves ruled from. Um... You've heard. Rec- <laughs> Come on, what did you think we were going to just skip that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know who Eldrath was, uh, so you don't know what is at Eldrath Observatory. Um, you uh, you've heard of some of these other places like Torn Nether and uh, a couple of the other um, settlements. I mean, they're, they're names known to you, but as far as stories or what was there. They are to you just the names of holdings of various factions among the Stormwells, various families and clans. So I recognize them as as kind of family names. Yes, exactly. House of House Nether, House Eldorath. You know, are these modern Elfan names or are these like lost houses? No, these are. I mean, they're they're names of. so, for, like houses that established themselves over there, they are, would not be famous houses in Alfan. All you know, the storm elves were basically, um, a, you know, a, upstart colony. Yeah, an upstart colony. They were people who were establishing their own houses, their own, uh, their own place in the world, far away from Alfan. Now, the people who went and made the successes of themselves in the storm reaches were people who had not been successful in Alfayan. There was a reasonable chance that some of these houses do exist still, do still exist as minor houses in Alfayan. Uh There may be, yes, you may find like distant relatives okay. of them in Alfayan, yes. Could be useful. Bale of Caves, what is that? Um, that <laughs> a valley full of caves. Yes, yeah, that, that is actually, you, have, you don't know what that is. That you have, can find no reference to. Okay. Any reference to the uh, Storm Road? The Storm Road, um, again, an, an Elven Road. What about uh, Dragon? Uh, a highway. The, uh, the old Elf Road and the Storm Road, you would know as they were major highways that were built by the Storm Elves. Dragon Gate? The Dragon Gate was a 
large defensive fortification that was built to protect the... Basically, it was built to guard the mouth of the river. Supposedly, there was some kind of you know very imposing um, fortification there. Well, obviously, it looks like it spans the river. Um, could they block traffic, I assumedly? You're not even sure what the river looks like up there now. Do we have any idea who made this map? No idea. It's in common. It's in common. You know, there are. There's more than one. I mean, does it look like someone took an older map in like a different language and like translated it and recopied it, or whether someone was actually up there looking at this stuff, or the map like, itself? Someone just made it out of whole cloth. The map itself is is very old. Actually, the more you examine it, you have to take some care in examining it. It's 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 seen much better days. It's on very heavy parchment. Mm-hmm. Um, the style of the writing is old. It is in common. It is not in Elven. Um, but some care was taken in making this map. It's quite old, and you notice that some of the writing on there is scratched in in a different hand. Like, for instance, if you look at it right there, where it says, where the woods, mm-hmm. and here be orcs. Not quite the same hand as the other. In fact, if you look at it more closely, at some of there's at least one reference there that's been crossed out and a note written in. I mean, this obviously wasn't made before the fall of the storm elves. Um, you're not sure. That well, what they call could... an old elf road. If, you know. You're not sure who made the map. Lake of Woe is probably not the original old name. <laughs> you don't want to you know, try to taste more. It doesn't look like it was made by an elf. Yeah. <clears throat> whoa, 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 we're at the Dragon Gate. <laughs> Lake of Whoa! Okay, could have been Dragon's stomach before. <laughs> if I've got the time, I want to get like a piece of piece of silk uh-huh. and recopy this in waterproofing onto a piece of silk. Okay, that it's, is this is kind of fragile, and one has to handle mm. it carefully. You know, rolling it up, putting it in your pocket. And <laughs> like trumping, he's been doing. <laughs> yeah, trumping all the way up into the storm reaches might be bad for his health. <laughs> okay. Yes. No problem making a copy of the map. Okay. Are you going to be doing it yourself? Uh, yeah, unless you think that I can find someone who's going to be able to do a better job, which may not be possible. You could probably find somebody who could do it. This is a, you're in a, a large city. You can easily find a calligraphy skills. Okay. It, it may be in a fact, matter of who you would trust not to make extra copies of yeah, that. Yeah. If I've got to take you know my time and you know take a twenty. Okay, what's your what's your calligraphy skill? Plus eight. Plus eight. Yeah. If you take twenty, you're fine. It'll take you a few. It'll take a few days to to get it, but you can do it while you're traveling. Yeah. And also remember that the uh, when we left the last town, there was somebody actually hunting the map and killed people for it. We'll so. have to make sure that doesn't happen to us. Yeah. Well, not just that, but leaving a trace. Well, everybody already knows that you're... You've put the word out all around town that everybody knows that the you guys are 
mounting an expedition up to the storm reaches, so I think it's a bit late to oh, okay. be secretive about the whole thing. It's also kind of hard to secretly hire yeah. but they don't know a, a large expedition to go off to the edge of the map. But they really don't know that I will have the map. Is the area still inhabited by elves, or is it... The history of it is that um, it was settled by the elves. They established an empire there. They lorded over local Kashwa and other uh, Adastrian people who lived on the fringes of the Adastrian colonies. They took land away from the Adastrian colonies. Uh, They were... Their power was great. They had an alliance with the white dragons of the north, uh, to some extent, is what is told about them. There was some kind of a falling out between the dragons and the elves, uh, which allowed their mutual enemy, the frost giants, to make a war upon them and divide them and throw their empire down. So it is inhabited, but um, by trolls and ogres and giants is the word that comes down. If you go into the Storm Reaches, you are going to meet giants of whatever description. But hopefully we will see them and not necessarily meet them. <laughs> you know, I'm always walking among giants. <laughs> Everybody's a giant to you. It's just a matter of how much bigger. <laughs> giants are so tough. <laughs> All right. I think I'm definitely going to have to learn uh, levitation now. Because <laughs> so I'm not climbing those mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it. All right. Well, I do have fly. I can just fly. So after Shadapia, you'll just basically be following the river north. Is that is that the gist of what the plan is? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not knowing how accurate that map is, you know, following a river is usually a fairly sure bet. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> All right. We'll have to hire boats. So, the party... I mean, hopefully when we get this whole thing going, we're going to have some, like, Cashwa scouts that are going to be able to go on ahead, find a good route, that we can take our carts that we're probably going to need to cart the food in order to feed all these damn people. Um, Folks may be inconvenient not knowing how uh, navigable the river is. I mean, it could be six inches deep and rocky for all we know. In places it probably is, yeah. In which case we're going to have to haul the boats out of the water and like have people carry them. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's kind of looking at Zerun like, yep, don't look at me for that. <laughs> I'm a halfling. <laughs> I don't carry canoes. <laughs> like I said, I think I should memorize uh, Levitation. levitation. <laughs> Maybe see if you can run down the spell floating disc. (laughs) Ship size prison disc. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes. Since we have a couple of days. You have more than a couple of days. You have at least a week. Are you going to research something or make something? Does Galen have any other apprentices? No, he does not. Has he ever had any other apprentices? Not while you've been with him. That I know of at all. That you know of, no. What about the dwarven cook? Does she know? He's not an apprentice. No, she's not an apprentice. But does she know if he's had other apprentices? She hasn't spoken of them. 
You gonna go back to his place? <laughs> Are you gonna? Does she live there? Um, yes, she does. She has a little place out back of the tower. She doesn't live in the tower. Oh no! Just wait for her. Jump out of the bush. Hey! <laughs> I ask, I'll ask one. Somebody who. Somebody you who ask around. I'll ask around. You ask around. <laughs> um, no, you can't find any evidence that he's ever had another apprentice. <laughs> Although he's had he's had many applicants, but he has not taken on another. But you, as far as you know, you are the only person that he's ever taken on as an apprentice. Although he has had other applicants, he wasn't Lord or King when you first were no. apprenticed to him. No, Which means was he then still the apprentice? To the guy in prison right now, and then sometime in the meantime, while you were gone, he attempted to kill. I don't think so, because I think you you have to be not an apprentice in order to have an apprentice. No, no he definitely was not. He's never been an apprentice during the time that you've known him, or you know, it, in, in my memory, in, in your memory, he's never been an apprentice. He's okay, always so been there was some apprentice. period of time between when he was no longer um, the previous Lord of Kings, who was named Ashley. Foray. Foray. So there was some period of time between when he quit Foray's service and when he tried to kill him. So apparently it's not the tradition to try to kill your previous master in order to get out of being an apprentice. Actually, Foray didn't say that. <laughs> Actually, all indications... I suppose I'm making the assumption that the reason he's in prison and Galen is now Lord Arcane is because Galen tried to kill Foray. No. Actually, asking around, you would pick that up. That the reason Foray is in prison is because of something going on between Foray and the um, uh, the regent okay. of Nidellos. Yeah, it gives, it, he appears to be out of the way now. But that's obviously a, a falsehood. But it, it may have appeased the regent. You, you can't imprison a wizard of that power unless you completely bind him because he'll just teleport out if he wants to. Well, he thought it was a village. Yeah. <laughs> I won't they don't have to be rotting, disgusting, evil corpses. They can just be undead. <laughs> it was t- <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> I say, um, try to kill him. <laughs> try and kill him and see if he bleeds? <laughs> <laughs> Is a master dude. Oh, so well, kind of Galen is definitely not a lich. <laughs> yeah, no. He's... I've been I've been in games with good liches. Yeah. I'll go back to Galen. You will go back to Galen. Okay. Let's see. What time is it? Ten thirty. We have time to do this. Yeah. All right. Anybody else object before we get into this? Okay. So, uh, what's your approach? I just I, I request an audience with him. Okay. He's got <laughs> <laughs> You're showing up to his study again. You bring anybody with you or just going by yourself? I just go by myself. Okay. 
Galen is, uh, you come into the, sort of the, the, kind of the room where he receives visitors, he's got his feet up on the table, he's going through a book of something, he's got some parchment laid out, and he's like, yes, Rue, you're back. What is it? I don't have a lot of time. Busy man, much to do. I feel that I wasted your time on our last encounter, it didn't go well. Oh, you think so, do you? Yes. In fact, I think I'll charge you for that time. In fact, yes, okay, 100 gold pieces for that hour. Wasted. Total waste. You wasted a lot of my time, Zerunal. As your student, hmm. what, what can I do to be a better apprentice? What can you do to be a better apprentice? You can think like a wizard instead of thinking like a rabbit. Is that what you came here to ask me? No, actually, I just came to apologize for wasting your time. I don't want your apology. I want your money. I want you out of my service. I want you to pay off your debt and be gone. But not before you pay off your debt. You could still do it, you know. You still have something I want. How badly do you want it? Oh, quite badly. And what would you do with it once you had it? <laughs> Don't be absurd. Don't waste any more of my time. I'll pile on a few hundred more gold pieces. How do you feel about that? Was that you paying your sister a visit? Say tea with her. Tim's nonchalantly flipping through his book. As you wish, I leave. Don't be gone too long. There you go. All right. Well, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> he left on his own two feet. <laughs> it's an improvement over the last one, I guess. Yeah, the last two. <laughs> okay. Anything else? No. All right. Do we get to skip ahead now? Yeah. All right. The trip up to Chateaupier is fascinating. Uh, you meet the barge captain. Um, since you're not, you know, he can help get some of your supplies uh, up the river. He knows people uh, at Harridan Falls, and he can help make the arrangements along with the uh, quartermaster at House Matillo, who will, you know, basically he helps coordinate everything and. Uh, arranges to have all of your supplies delivered up to Chateaupier by the end of June, which is when you're going to be leaving on your expedition. Um, the further north you go, um, let's see. Oh, at some point uh, before you leave town, Karnak takes his leave of you, uh, of the party. Uh, he says goodbye. Uh, he says he's uh, found out that his brother is in Udellos. Um he tells you that his brother was actually seen wearing the livery of House Genoa and uh, apparently has gotten mixed up with them somehow and he's going to go and kill him. So he toddles off to do that. He wishes you all the best of luck and he hopes to see you all again someday. Uh, Saverin is pensive and thoughtful and not saying much, but he is coming along. 
Uh, it takes about uh, two, two and a half weeks uh, to get up to Chateaupier. You take the barge up to Herodon Falls. Um, it's a very uh, beautiful town. The falls are extremely large and impressive. Uh, the river continues on from there. There's a couple of other uh, places along the river, but we're not going to get into that because it's not important right now. And you approach Chateaupier. Uh, As advertised, it is the confluence of three rivers. I can tell you the names if you want to know. I don't know if you want to know. The Ilanu, the Merck River, and the River Lan, which come together in this sort of marshy, foresty area. And on a hill at the edge of that marshy, foresty area, you see the castle of Chateaupier rising above you. It has... It's a very impressive structure, and it is definitely, it, it appears to be basically an intact elven fortress. Uh, there are five towers, four minor towers and one major tower. Uh, each of them sort of like faced in a different direction, and the one in the middle observing all. You can see uh, in the architecture, it looks like there may have been dragons once carved on uh, all five of the towers, but which have since been sort of like, some of them have been defaced and some have been recarved into uh, forms of other kinds of creatures like manticores and griffins and things of that nature. Um, there are a number of, you've met a number of noble uh, entourages who are heading north at the same time as you who are going to the big to-do. Uh, among them, the regent's wife and daughter um, are also going uh, to Shadokai, although the regent himself is remaining in Akandra. Um, there are a great many nobles. A number of heralds are also attending the event who are going to be reporting on it. Um, Phoebe is also along for the ride, uh, tagging along with you guys as usual. By the way, um, after you uh, leave the Golden Mermaid, you have to settle up. That's probably going to be uh, about 100 gold pieces worth of charges, all told. You notice some discrepancies in the bills uh, a little bit afterwards, and you suspect that uh, maybe Phoebe's been continuing to sponge off you a little bit. I didn't notice this at the time. This is how I Yes. Uh, anyway, the journey continues. Uh, you come to Chateaupier. The town is bustling in preparation for the, uh, for the event. There are uh, bodyguards and nobility uh, milling about in the streets. Um, you have your invitation, which uh, was delivered by a herald. Um, it uh, appears to be signed directly by Jeanette uh, Laforet, Lord Foray's daughter. And uh, let's see, what else I tell you? So you find yourself in um, a nice inn. Uh, a bit uh, much more rustic, obviously, than Akandra. Chateaupier is a much smaller community, uh, but it is still a, a sizable town, probably on the, probably on par with Adric's door. Uh, as you talk to people, as you get farther north of the river, you do learn that, yes, Trollfist Hill uh, is a town, a very small town. It's, about, uh, it's a little mining town, probably about the farthest north that anybody goes uh, who still calls themselves part of New Delos. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, trolls, ogres, orcs, and God knows what. 
and eventually the river line goes up to the Lake of Woe. There are fur trappers who have talked about it a little bit, but apparently an extremely dangerous place, and there are ruins up there, which can be seen from miles off. Uh, Chetapier. Well, we're hmm. learning that. Yes. Um, do we know how navigable the river is up to the Lake of Woe? Uh, beyond Chatepier, it gets less and less navigable. There, you, you, there are no barges that'll go north of Trophlist Hill, certainly. It's mostly beyond that. You're talking about canoes. Like canoes and flat bottom boats and stuff? Yes, exactly. They do require to take boats and these stuff to the lake. Well, let's get to the lake. Right, well, let's get some patrols and others. You hear there's some kind of falls at the lake. Um, let's see, what else? So you find yourself in an inn uh, in Chateaupay, the Green Dragon Inn, uh, and checking in. Uh, again, lots of different kinds of nobles. You may notice um, that uh, as you are as you are sort of like in the tavern getting dinner, you hear someone um, come in and uh, and whisper something about um, you know, don't go out in the high road right now. You know, this is a, you, you hear something that sounds like Froman's nephew is here. And Froman? that causes a bit of a hubbub. Do I know the name Froman? Lord Froman of Skago. Right. Also known as the Butcher of Skago. I've heard about that name before. <laughs> um, Somewhere else. I don't quite remember where. <laughs> But uh, yeah, his holdings are in the uh, the eastern provinces of Nidalis, and apparently, his uh, his nephew is here, and it's a cause for some concern. Some people are saying. Okay. Well, I'm not here to cause a fuss. Okay. If you take a look out in the road, you see a number of uh, uh, you see an entourage, sort of like going through town wearing white livery and like everybody's getting out of their way. Um, there are some, you know, a couple of younger nobles muttering something in the corner about how somebody's got to put that, you know, that dog in his place. And generally, he doesn't seem to be well-liked. Okay. So you're in Chatepier. You have two days before the big event. Are you going to do anything in Chatepier before the event? Okay. I'm going to, uh, Okay. I have a message to deliver. I see. Okay, so you go to um, the chateau. Yep. Uh, go to the, the castle. Uh, you're announced, and um, you're brought into a waiting area. The uh, the servants at the Chateaupier castle uh, dress in a black livery. Uh, very dark. This kind of like a very subtle kind of stripe to it. Um, you're brought into a waiting area and a man in that livery you know, comes out. He's a very severe looking kind of hawk-faced man. Um, and he says, uh, I am Remy and I am Madame Lavore's uh, valet and advisor. What can I do for you, sir? I have a message I was instructed to give specifically to her. From whom? Her father. Oh, I see. Nothing I can relate? Uh, he said specifically to give it to her. I feel best to abide by 
by his wishes. I see. Well, Madame is indisposed right now, uh, but she will be available if you come back later this evening. Very well. Uh, after sunset. He sends you off, and you come back after sunset. Yep. Uh, you're shown into a parlor. There's uh, a young woman, probably about 20 years old, um, who is uh, in the parlor. She's wearing a fine gown. She has a vaguely sad look about her. But some wine and, and refreshments brought for you, and she's seated in a large high back chair near the fireplace in this drawing room and you're instructed to take a seat as he says, I, I hear you have a message from my father. Uh, yes, we uh, visited him at his, his new home. She does. She looks. She does not look at you. She looks into the fire. Uh, his message was that he asked that you remember what his wishes are and not to be swayed by those who consider themselves his friend. It's not more specific than that. She says, thank you. Will you be at the at the party? Yes, I will. She nods. We will see each other again there, I think. Have a good evening. Thank you. I'll leave. Okay. She doesn't look at you once during the entire exchange. Sense motive. Okay. Why not? Why she's not looking at you? Hmm? Why she's not looking at you, or why not take a sense motive? Why not take a sense motive? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> 30. Extreme melancholy and almost disinterest in what's going on around her. Okay. Like, like, sadness and despair and gloom. She didn't seem to be under some type of unnatural control or anything. No, she just seemed very, very depressed. Yes, extremely depressed. Okay. She, um, uh, you did notice that she shares a bit, she shares something of her father's pallor. Okay. Yeah. You don't think she blinked while you were there? Did she look like she was breathing? You weren't with her long enough to really get that impression. Remy hustled you out again. He says, thank you for coming by, Sir Ilar. Or was it Lord Ilar? Lord Ilar. I am very sorry. Thank you for coming by, Lord Ilar. We look forward to seeing you at the gala. Have you met the regent? I have not. Ah, well, perhaps you will be able to uh, carry a message in return from... Uh, Madame Lefore, uh, when she makes her plea for her father's release. Uh, I suspect it may be some time for him uh, back within the same city as the region. Ah, tis a pity, tis a pity. Well, we shall see you on the night. Right. So, you are shown out. Okay. The night arrives. Okay. I need to know where... Ev- oh, is there something else? Yes. Uh, Saverin makes a discovery while you're in Chateaupiègne that um, there is a guest at the castle. It is Sarah Jane and the prelate from uh, the temple. 
endless support. Okay. Uh, for some reason, the prelate has brought her here to the castle, and uh, apparently there's some kind of a dastrican shrine somewhere in the castle. Okay. Uh, that the prelate thought that Sarah needed to be here for her birth, which is apparently very near, actually, at this point. Uh, if anybody wants to visit her, they can do so. I'll visit her up. Okay. Always felt sorry for her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do this. Okay. Um, yeah, she's hugely pregnant, and she's, uh, Saverin's not hanging around her too much. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she doesn't particularly want to see him either. Um, she's like, oh, ILR, it's good to see you again. What, what about this place, huh? It's amazing, isn't it? Reminds me a bit of home. Yeah, they said it was built by the elves. I heard one of the servants say that there's a there's a, there's a whole kind of like hidden area down underneath the uh, down underneath the castle that's like been untouched for hundreds of years. Would not surprise me. Interesting to hear. That. Yes, but uh, so I hope I get a chance to see it. I don't know if I will. But the prelate tells me that uh, I have to have the baby here. Something about uh, prophecy or something like that, and five guardians. I don't know what it means. Couldn't say. Oh, well. What are you guys doing here? We are on our way north. Wow. North of here. That's a lot back of beyond. There are all sorts of interesting places beyond those areas. Is Saverin going with you? He hasn't decided yet. Mm. Not that I care. <clears throat> Are things going well for her? Um, she seems in good health. Um, she's been happy to have uh, had a chance to travel and see more of the world. She's absolutely loved Harridan Falls and the journey up river on the barges. It was all very exciting for her. I'd give her a gift. Huh. Uh, any old gift or anything? I don't know. I mean, whatever. I didn't expect she's to see her here. So, I mean, whatever I could find around here for, like, an infant, like a rattle or a she's you know, thrilled. stuffed animal. Or, <laughs> she thanks you profusely for your kindness. Ask if you're going to be at the party. Yes. And you? I hope so. I don't know if I'm going to feel like getting out of bed, though. It's kind of hard to move around right now. Best of luck. Thank you. I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow night. Is the prelate that that's sort of watching over him? Yes. Her, is he aware of everything that happened uh, previous to her meeting him? In other words, he has some knowledge of it. Yes. The whole encounter at the inn where she was something happened to her in the back room. I don't know. Uh, he he knows a thing or two about that that he has heard that he heard from the bishop. Child may not be entirely. Well, that's different. That's a a different, but possibly related issue. If you question the prelate, he drops hints that um, the reason that they're here is because there is an Adastrican shrine uh, in this uh, in this <clears throat> castle that's been here you know, for about a hundred years or so. But more so because that uh, of the five towers were once known as the five. You know, this was once known as the castle of the five guardians. And he found a reference to that in a Saverin's prophecy, apparently. And so he felt that 
Sarah Jane needed to be brought here to be in line with prophecy. Reasonable. He seems a bit kind of fanatic about the whole thing. Well, I suppose that's his job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the night of I'll the bet he has knowledge religion. <laughs> he probably does have knowledge religion. <laughs> the night of the party arrives. So here's the situation. Um, there are people. There are no all kinds of nobles who are going to be there. Um, it's kind of a touchy situation uh, because of the politics of the various houses. No one is allowed to bring weapons into the castle. Um, Again, daggers? Not even daggers. Nothing. Without shrinking it. Men-at-arms and soldiers... I could do that. Men-at-arms and soldiers are not being allowed into the castle for the party. There is an adjoining building where they are, uh, you know, being served dinner. Uh, you know, where they are on call, basically, in case something happens. Are people showing up with a retinue, or is it just? Uh, there are a number of noble families, and they have their okay. They have their bodyguards and their henchmen and whatnot, and their henchmen are staying in the basically, you know, in the servants' area. All else fails, issue can knock heads with the best of them. There you go. So basically, I need to know. Who's going to be where? Who's going into the castle? Who's going to be with the mercenaries? Who's going to be doing something else unexpected that I don't know about? I expect I'm expected. Yes. I will go with the mercenaries. You'll go with the mercenaries, and you will. I'm a bodyguard in front of my retinue. All right. So, are you going into the castle? You're going with the with the henchmen. Um, yes, if you leave your axe behind and then everything else. You're going to have to dress for it. If I, if I have a day's, <laughs> have a day's notice, I can, I can nice. memorize shrink item and shrink your axe. It'll stay shrunk for six days. Okay. That'll work. You're going to hide how in your bosom. How much does it shrink? <laughs> Do they check? 160. <laughs> cool. It's still pretty. All right, so. If the if axe it's, is. If it's like a foot and a half, then it's going to be like. Her axe is a little bit more than a foot and a half. Her axe. She's got a two-handed. She's got a two-handed. So, 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 so it's a two-inch axe, like that. Yeah. Necklace. <laughs> Put it on a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You may want to consider that as a more permanent, a regular uh, situation. <laughs> How about Liath? Is Liath going to be with the henchmen, or is he going to? Wake himself up and go into the... Lurking about. You're going to go inside. Okay. So where are you going to leave your bow and arrow and your bow and, and um, arrows and all of that jazz? Are you going to leave it back at the hotel? Or are you going to leave it with him when he goes in with the henchmen? Or? You can't take it with me? You cannot bring your weapons into the castle. You can leave it at the door, though, right? Um, they're actually, they don't, they're not even like collecting weapons at the door. If you've got weapons on you, you're going to be directed to the henchman's area. So you can give your weapons to him, or you can... I got my horse out, right? <laughs> your horse is in the stable. Oh, well, that's right. Kind of local. I'll just... 
You gonna hang with the henchman? No, no. You gonna give him your bow and arrow, and you'll go. You have to dress up. It's better than wearing this orange thing. <laughs> Actually, oh, you, no, you, you have to wear the orange thing because you're still part of his retinue. <laughs> 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 you are definitely his date now. <laughs> How about you? You're going in? Do I have the option of wearing Galen's uh, tunic? Galen doesn't have a livery. He doesn't? He does not. I guess I've got a mark on my forehead. Yeah, you've got a mark on your forehead. I'll just dress nice and wear the knuckle like that. Okay. You can be his plus two, I guess. <laughs> Do you want me to come or? Back in the room. If, if so you're going to be with the henchman or with? No, I'll go in. All right. Leave your bow and arrow with him or back at your hotel. Um. Okay. You might hold my something interesting. I'll hold it. Probably not. Probably in the room. All right. Not the case. I'll keep it safe. Okay. Target practice. This was the castle. There's. There's places underneath. It says the use of the bow will be identified. <laughs> There's a rumor that there are some type of rooms or caverns under the castle that haven't been Yeah, that's why I kind of want my stuff there. Okay. No? So. You come into the castle. There's, yes. What about oh. the daggers and stuff? Do you need me to no daggers, your, nothing. Um, spear or? Uh, who's going to? Figuring it was going to get left at the end. Okay. I mean, if okay. I need it and you have it, that's not going to do me much good. I mean... Like I said, if I have more than a day's notice, I can shrink. Well, if something goes down inside, they would probably call you have the, a day's henchman, notice. the bodyguard, or the henchman, basically, to come in to take care of it. So I can shrink. So if something well, goes down, I can be rushing in. You can have, you can have my dagger. Okay. Yeah, but consider right. how long it takes the guards to <laughs> 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 arrive. You know, so, if something serious starts going down, my first goal is not to join in the phrase to get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. I've got stuff anyways that doesn't... Okay, cool. So, you go to the party. You're shown into the henchman's area. There's a bunch of, you know, tough fighter types who are there. There are all kinds of liveries from the various noble houses around. They're serving stew and beer, and it's actually its its own kind of... You have a feeling that your party's a lot more fun than whatever's going on inside the castle. There's jokes and singing and ale and all kinds of, you know, good stuff. Um, inside the castle, things are a lot more controlled. There's um, a receiving line, although um, Jeanette is not a part of it. Uh, Remy is there, showing Party people. Are you there night? Uh, night. It is. Seen Jeanette but you haven't. <laughs> um, not a lot is known about Jeanette. She's just as reclusive as her father. Um, it's agreed that she's very beautiful, and um, what you hear is she always seems so sad. And uh, she's apparently she's become very upset by the imprisonment of her father. Um, in fact, you only catch a glimpse of Jeanette on a balcony overlooking you know the main hall where the uh, feast and the dancing is happening. She's up there with a few of her uh, you know servants in her livery. She doesn't even appear to be sort of like watching the proceedings. Remy seems to be the guy who's going around making sure that everything is in place and greeting everyone and uh, and you know, making preparations. There's music playing. There's some dancing, but it's a very sort of like stylized courtly dancing. 
Um, <laughs> does Ishmael want to try and do a quirky dance? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> what do I roll? <laughs> uh, it's a charisma based. So <laughs> Unnatural, unnatural twenty. <laughs> it results in an unnatural courtly dance. <laughs> uh, Look at go. There you go. Um, exactly. There are uh, at, at one point it appears that just about everybody has arrived, and um, Remy makes an announcement uh, that uh, very shortly, uh, Lady Jeanette will be making her plea on behalf of her father. Um, you get a chance to hobnob with the nobles while this is going on. You see um, the regent's wife, uh, who is there uh, with her daughters, a few other children who are sort of like running around the fringes of the uh, of the event, ducking in and out. Yes? I'm taking care to be somewhat towards the uh, main entrance. Okay. No problem. Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, come in, hey, Russell. <laughs> well, not like right at the entrance, but right. close to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you are generally being unnoticed or hanging close to him? Yeah, hanging close. To, well, I've got his livery on. I better hang okay. close to him. All right. Unless we hit, you know, go by the side. I thought you were going plain dress and wearing your mark. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You can move about. There's a couple of other halfling servants. I will. I'll move her about. I'll ask the other. I'll ask the halfling servant what they know about the lady. And actually, they don't want to talk to you. Oh really? Yes. Um. They. they it appears that they, they. You know, when you when you talk to them, they look vaguely nervous and they kind of shy away from you. And um, you know, just basically say that you know, sorry, I have duties and just scurry off as fast as they can. Oh well, I guess that makes some sense. Um, while you're getting something at the buffet, Liath, um, someone bumps into you and, uh, knocks, uh, you know, you're, towards you drop your food as he brushes past you with a couple of other people. Somebody? And who is this somebody? Um, a tall fellow with sort of like curly, sandy hair in white livery. He's got a, a, a number of other fellows with him, also in white livery. White being what's his name's livery? Yes. Butcher Scotto. Butcher Scotto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, not so much just call him out, but mm-hmm. just kind of get a you know a little bit of a hey. Not doing any papers, but. <laughs> He stops and like they all kind of stop. But he turns around. And he looks at you and he's like, "Hey, you're an elf." <laughs> How perceptive of you! <laughs> wow. He kind of comes up and he gets like right in your face. He's like, "Look at you! I've never seen an elf." Push him back a little bit. Um, he's not touching you. He's just kind of like no. right up close to you. He needs to respect my space. Push him away a little bit. He's like, he turns to his, he turns to his face and says, "I've never killed an elf before. I wonder how easily they break." 
I think I'm going to try and kill you first. And that's when the gong goes off in the hall. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, all eyes turn towards the balcony where Remy is standing up there next to Jeanette. And he's saying, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for coming to this event. Subtly moving around, collecting my various... (laughs) Compatriots and make sure we are near the As you know, Lord Lord Hugo Foray has been imprisoned by the regent for completely spurious reasons. Lady Jeanette feels that this is unconscionable. Unconscionable, I say. And thus, it cannot pass without some kind of action. And that's when you notice people coming out from behind curtains in black livery, bearing crossbows, and spears and swords. The doors have been barred. You will all stay here until we negotiate for the release of Lord Foray. You hear somewhere off in the distance a clang as the doors, the main doors to the hall, slam shut. (laughs) Whisper message. (laughs) Yes, I do have it in my list. Yep. (laughs) Um, at this point, uh, our buddy in the white livery there, Froman's nephew, starts laughing his ass. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful! This is great! And he starts moving towards the center of the room, and Remy's like... He's like, Froman, what are you doing here? And he's like, you have no idea what night it is! <laughs> he says, what are you talking about? And he points, and he's like points to a high window and you look out and as you look out you see the moon and you see the red eye of the ferric moon partially eclipsing the white eye of the selic moon this is very bad <laughs> <laughs> this is the night of the bloody eye <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, one of the sort of like black livery servants like rushes up to him and he's and threatens him with a, with a uh, you know, a crossbow. He's like, get back! You know, sit down, shut up! And, uh, and Froman kind of laughs. He's like, oh, you are all so dead! And he just slaps the crossbow out of the guy's hand, grabs him, and brings his fist down on him so hard, you hear the man's skull crack, and he crumples to the floor. And suddenly there are weapons being drawn out, from uh, the white livery guys and the guys in black livery are rushing out. There are shots going off hither, thither, and yon. There are screams from the crowd. The musicians stop playing, and everything breaks out into pandemonium. Meanwhile, in the um, henchmen's quarters, you're laughing it up and having a, a grand old time. When um, uh, you know you're. You know, drinking some stew, and you notice that there's something in your um, in your mead. There, there's like something dripping in your mead. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be done drinking. And as you lean back from it, you realize it looks like a little bit of blood, and you realize you've got a nosebleed. Okay, I'll set the cup down, and I will make me a fortitude save. Fort- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's that? 
15. Okay. <clears throat> um, you start to throw up violently. Um, there's blood in your sick. And as you look to the guy next to you, he's like, I don't feel so good. And you turn around and he just like, he's like bleeding from his eyes. And you look around and another guy starts being sick. And before you know it, the entire hall of mercenaries, they're coughing up blood and guts and all kinds of things and <laughs> bleeding from their, you know, from every orifice. And you could have been resisting poison right around. <laughs> Aren't you glad you were here? And pandemonium breaks out. <laughs> I'm going to run outside and... You're, you're not running anywhere. Oh. You are nauseated. Oh, okay. I would give you the card, except we're going to call that cliffhanger right here. Okay. Because it's 11 o'clock. And there's so much that needs to happen this night. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. So, we'll be rolling lots of dice next time. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Night of the Bloody Eye. <laughs> Refresh our memories, the Night of the Bloody Eye. How did we miss this? <laughs> well, you're, we were not told. You were busy, and you realize that Savern tried to tell you guys something, but you know nobody really is paying attention. <laughs> At this point, you know, the pregnant woman goes into labor. Of course. <laughs> what was the prophecy about the bloody eye? I don't remember exactly. Basically that she was going to have her child on the night of the bloody eye under the gaze of five guardians. And here it is. And here it is. <laughs> so all these white tunics these guys are wearing are not going to be white for you. <laughs> oh no, when he, when he smashes that guy's head in, the blood goes all over him. And he grins like a maniac. So, let's do some experience. Main target up. <laughs> <laughs> lightning bolt. I can't let's see. Well, there's 200 for remembering... <laughs> remembering the plot. Yay, remembering the plot. Let's see. Wait, there's a plot? <laughs> You're in it. <laughs> it's your plot. If you guys ever want to change the plot, you just have to say so. That's all you need to do is say so, because this is your plot. We didn't knock anyone up. Huh? <laughs> we didn't knock anyone up. <laughs> I want to change the plot. <laughs> I'm owing way too much money. <laughs> this plot is too much. This seems like a perfect opportunity to escape and figure out where all those hidden rooms are. Where everyone else is killing each other. Yeah, we can just follow the blood. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. For partying with the cashwa, so Oh yeah, for partying with the cashwa. For partying with the cashwa, that's six hundred. For building a ship in a bottle for no reason at all. No, there is a reason. That's four hundred. Right. For mysterious reasons. For building yes. a ship in a bottle for mysterious reasons, four hundred. For so talking to a hawk, four hundred. For are you writing this down? No. I am. Somebody better be writing this down because <laughs> I'm not. I am. He's got it. Okay. For actually eating the lettuce. <laughs> for having the courage to eat a salad. <laughs> four hundred experience points. When you were a rat. Okay. <laughs> By someone dead. Yeah. <laughs> 
the undead master of my master. <laughs> for delivering a message, 400 experience points. And let's see. For avoiding attracting Lord Froman's nephew's attention until the party, another 500 experience points for diplomatically not rising to the bait. All right, I think that's enough for now. Oh, and for organizing an expedition. Um, no, but we'll call that uh, 1,200. It's not a lot of experience, but it's something. For not getting turned into a duck. For not getting turned into a duck. <laughs> 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 All right, let's see here. That's going to give us... He's just going to turn uh, me into a rabbit every time. 30. For going to visit Galen again and still leaving as his apprentice, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, our total is going to be 30,207. Go ahead and make it 30. What is it? 30,200? Go ahead and make it 30,300 just for, for putting up with my role playing. 3,300. No, the, the grand total for everybody is 30,300, 30, right? That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, 30, Not 3,300, 30,300. So 30, by the time we get out of this courtyard, we'll right. <laughs> if you survive the night, so you probably will level. So that was episode 32. Where are we? Not too long. Three hours and 40-some minutes, of which about an hour is just kind of horsing around. 